Welcome in to Potty Pod Football. I am Dan, with me as always is Andy, and we're continuing our divisional roundups. Um, if you haven't heard yet, we did the, we're doing AFC and NFC for both. Uh, we did North, we did East, today we're doing South. Um, if we get a little time, we might do a little, uh, we might do a little West. So, uh, right off the bat, we're going to start with the best and the brightest, the one with the, the most future, looking forward, uh, the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a uh, this was a draft we were very much looking forward to. Yeah, uh, because of the just sheer quantity of picks that we had. Because the implications uh, at two twelve thirty three etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of debate in Houston. And do we get our quarterback or do we take the best defensive player in the draft? And uh, we did both. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Casario said, "Hold my beer." Uh, we're, we're going to take both these guys. And I, I'll tell you, I was very mixed on it at first. Because, yeah. yes, we gave up quite a bit to go. Um, but I do like the dual-pronged approach of, of, of one, we have, a, we have a captain on both sides of the ball now. Yeah. Right? We have, a, we have a, an identity that we're creating on defense and on offense with um, – what is undoubtedly from from pretty much everybody the consensus of these are genuinely really good people yeah uh, that were drafted as well and why wait on establishing that excitement and that uh, and that pace setter on both and captain on both sides of the ball like let's get that and start forming this team now because we still have a full draft next year yeah <laughs> it's not you know in a lot of cases you say you're mortgaging the future but we're not. We still have full drafts ahead of us every draft. So, you know, we, we had just a massive amount of draft capital. So why not use it? Yeah. And then, and, and more importantly, next year, which we'll talk about at the same time, um, what a lot of people are forgetting is we still also have $140 million in cap space. Correct. Now, so, but the thing about that is uh, that's because so much of our current roster will be free agents next churn. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there'll be a lot, um, but um, that's by design. Of, yeah, and with the amount of uh, draft picks that we hauled in this year, you know, if if a lot of these hit, you know, uh, like they did last year, um, then we actually don't have to necessarily replace as many as you think. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. So let's talk about uh, some of the. Uh, are we going to talk about the free agents we signed as well as the draft, or mainly just talk about the draft? I mean, let's just talk about like all of it, yeah, because it's all everything they've done over free agency. So, like you were saying, the first two, yeah, I, and what it felt like with the C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson thing is, will they take the quarterback? Will they take kind of more of the sure thing in Will Anderson? He's been a producer for three years. He would have been a top five pick last year if he could have came out with it for them draft, and he was kind of uh-huh. a consensus. There was about five blue chip players in this draft, and he was one of them. What it felt right. like to me was the owners like, we got to get a quarterback, and I kind of understand that. And uh, D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach is like, look, I need, I need a Joey Bosa or a, a Nick Bosa, like where he came from with San Francisco. Now that's not available here, but I think Will Anderson is, you know, that cornerstone defensive player you need on the other side. Like you said, you've got your two captains for the future, and going forward. You kind of needed that because the Texans for the last two to three years has kind of been this nebulous. You don't know. They have no 
character. You don't know what their identity is. And so now going forward, that offense has the identity that's led by their their quarterback. And their defense is led by Will Anderson, who's going to be that pass rusher. And so I, there's people saying they gave up too much. There's people saying, no, they didn't. We really won't know for about two to three years. That's um, exactly right. It all depends if they hit or not. Yeah. And at this point, I, I don't have a problem with it because they don't want to keep pushing. the. they got to start getting better now so they can start no. getting free agents next year. And like you're saying, there's so much there's so much salary cap room next year because of all these one and two year deals that um, Casario has been doing for since his tenure here. And it makes sense. You, you extend the ones you like. You've got a lot of veterans that either played out of position or are getting a little bit older, like, you know, Jerry Hughes, but could still bring something to the table. This year they brought in Shaq Mason. And so the guys that fit, they can kind of extend, or that way when they're going into the draft, they're not there's not a, a glaring hole going into it. So I think they've done some some good stuff. I, I actually like a lot of their... for At this part of the rebuild, I like a lot of the units that they have on their team. Uh, obviously, the wide receiver one's the biggest issue. Uh, so let's start there. Um, they bring in Robert Woods. Uh, John Mechie, uh, okay. they think, is coming back from, you know, was it like He's non- back. He's back, but it was like a non- He's back. He was at practice again. Yeah, uh, but he hasn't played a, football in two camp. years, and so there's, that's a separate. One year, but yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't play last he year. He missed one year. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, I mean, so he hasn't played since November of 2021. So it'll be almost two years yeah, since he'll yeah, be playing. Yeah. So that's so a long time for anyone. Uh, Did he skip the bowl game? Oh, do, okay. Yeah. Yes. Nico okay, Collins, who the fans think he could be a stud. He's had a lot of injuries last year. Didn't really have a lot of uh, – it was just such turmoil the last couple of there's years. There's a lot that, of promise there. Yeah, there's, I think he a could lot of be good. And, and he's never had a good quarterback throwing in the wall. Yeah. So that, that's where a lot of the unknown factor is from there is like – is there is this an untapped resource because he's never had someone that's a pure passer that's I mean Stroud let's be honest he's already a night and day difference from Davis Mills um, even if he doesn't end up being exactly who he's gonna be from a pure passing standpoint dramatically better mm-hmm. so yeah Nico Collins could end up being better um, and and, and Mechie like you said but you want to talk about the blocking ability of Robert Woods as well and Noah Brown, the mm-hmm. other free agent that we brought in, it, and the fact that we're potentially going to become kind of a run-first team. Mm-hmm. Kind of a ground-and-pound, um, I think, is what it looks like we're going to try and be. Yeah. Now, we did bring in a draft pick to help stretch the field in Tank Dell. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I was very openly against this pick. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> From the beginning. As I'll admit, I was about Will Fuller, uh, although injury concerns aside, he ended up being an amazing receiver. Um, but I'll tell you something I saw, I found that was encouraging this week. Uh, guess who endorsed him as the best wide receiver in the entire draft after, after researching the tape? Uh, one Mr. Tom Brady. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> if, if he doesn't have clout, I don't yeah. think he does. <laughs> if you're gonna sit there and argue about his ability <laughs> to look at a receiver, but yeah, he's like, this is the best receiver in the draft. He's his size is not going to be an issue because of the style he plays, um, and and yeah, he's going to be an electric wide receiver. So, you know, uh, maybe we got our guy there. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Um, I, I I'm still concerned about the the serious size issue, but uh, but Stroud fought to get him here. 
and had a connection with them already. I did hear that. So, yeah. yeah, so that that could be promising but for, this, uh, for this. For this five eight one sixty five. He's tiny. There's not a lot of those guys that stay around. There's no doubt. Yeah, that, you're on like the one percentile of, of players uh, in that size range that end up doing anything in the NFL. So now, D'Amico Ryan's did say his one point of emphasis for this team moving forward, and they admitted that they're not going to be able to hit every need this draft yeah. or this offseason. But his number one point of emphasis was finding players that are electric with the once the ball gets in their hands. Okay. Um, Damian Pierce is that. Tank Dell definitely appears to be that. Yeah. Um, who knows about Mechie? But, yeah, that's uh, – I guess we can talk about this in the receiver group. Uh, Dalton Schultz was added. Yeah. Tight end, which is not too shabby. Yeah, um, I like that for a year. Yeah, really excited about, you know, kind of a prove-it deal. Um, I don't know if we'll extend him or not, but – I mean, we've seen what this 49er-style uh, offense can do with a good tight end. Um, and, yeah, I'm really excited to see what you know how he plays and, and if we're able to drum an extension out of him at the end of the season if he if he ends up working. Yeah. Um, just don't want to overpay, but, my God, I mean, that's a true talent to have here. So, yeah. very exciting. Um, the offensive line crew is – a lot of it's going to depend on Juice Scruggs, the uh, – the center they got in the second round out of Penn State. Yeah. Um, this was a shock to you and I for sure. Let me see when, because I have to pull up when they actually got him. But um, late third, um, they, second, late, l- second. late second. Third. But I wanted to see like who was still available because I think there were still some centers available that I, you and I liked better. I think mm-hmm. the consensus a lot of people. Whipler was available. Um, yeah, uh, Luke Whippler was available. I yeah, think, but Luke uh, Whippler didn't go until like the end of the fourth round, so a lot of people were not the highest on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he, he might end up playing more guard, but Juice Drugs. Um, now, a center I had ahead of him was Jarrett Patterson, who we also took. He's gonna be more. <laughs> of a, I mean, he's not a center; he's a guard. I oh, he can he, absolutely play center. In fact, he played more center than guard in, in, right. in college. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, he played center last year in college. Um, yeah, no, I, I think he can absolutely play both, and he's brought in to be depth at both positions. Um, but I also think that it's not a coincidence they have two guys that can battle it out in camp yeah. to play center, potentially. So if he's if he's going to start at one of the two positions, I would expect it to be center um, because we brought in Michael Deiter as competition at guard, um, and then Kenyon Green, they're expecting that Dennis from – Obviously, Shaq Mason was a Pro Bowler, so yeah, uh, he'll be a starter. So, yeah, I uh, I I think this has the if Juice Scruggs can be as good as other people think he is. I admit I don't know as much about him. Yeah, but if he can be a if he can even just be a solid starter, this has the makings of potential top five O line. Um, now, I will caveat that assumes a big jump in production from Kenyon Green. Um, cause if he, if he's a bust, then it's all over. Yeah. But, I think some of that has to deal with the, the regime that was in last year that didn't really seem to I know agree. what they were doing. I agree. So yeah, I agree. So I, I think he'll have that sophomore jump and, uh, that a lot of guards have it. So I expect a lot out of him. Uh, yeah. And he'll be in a room that has great players. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, O-line has potentially top five running back room improved. Uh, we had Damian Pierce. Uh, so I didn't think we needed improvement. <laughs> I mean, you need to have some, yeah, you gotta healthy. have some depth there. Other than him staying healthy, yeah. But Devin Singletary, 
I like that. For is them. a different style running back who I would have been disappointed of as. Let me rephrase it. I'd have been disappointed with him as the sole back, you know, on a team. But as a complimentary back to Damian Pierce, it makes all the sense in the world yeah. uh, because of his ability to catch the football out of the backfield and be electric and, and get these those yards we need. Um, I also feel like Buffalo yeah. doesn't know how to use running backs. Correct. Uh, although, just to point out, he did have very good yardage <laughs> uh, per, per touch. So even though like, like it didn't feel like he did, um, they didn't use him as much because they, they focused on the passing game. But when they did run the ball, he was way more effective than I remembered him being uh, when I started looking at the stats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I just want to point out the X factor in the offense this year, despite all I, you could argue every receiver is the X factor. <laughs> if one of them could just step up and be a thousand yard receiver. But um, I think a guy you're going to see a lot of this year, believe it or not, is going to be uh, Tegan Quitoriano. At the very end of the season, he started stepping up and stuff, you know, because he was like, I think a sixth or seventh round pick. Uh, he, or maybe the tight end, pick. not the receiver, right? The tight end, correct. Yeah. Um, and he started catching the ball really well. And he's a good blocker. Uh, so he's that kind of do it all tight end. He just needs a little bit of time to, to get accustomed to the NFL. He got there. I think they'll end up using him and Dalton Schultz together and have some pretty interesting play concepts uh pulled up so i i think you should keep an eye on that guy to be honest with you yeah all right good to know uh moving to the defensive side one of the biggest issues is going to be the edge uh now they got Mm -hmm. will anderson jr it takes not shabby no but it takes trent the trenches any players that play in the trenches their rookie year it takes a while it takes like a year or two for things to click i think will anderson probably will be able to play a lot better year one um but on the other side jonathan grenard who's i mean this will be his third year in the league he's had some injuries hasn't really shown a lot again it's been up and down with the with the the front office and with the coaching staff so we'll see this is his last chance to kind of show what he has though i think they're frustrated with his injuries yeah Uh, because he he has shown flashes when he's healthy and that I think it was it wasn't this past year, it was the year before. Um, he got injured like week six or seven or seven. And through six weeks he was he was on pace to be the uh the number two in sacks for the NFL. <laughs> he was number two in sacks. He was tracking he was tracking that trajectory and everyone's like, Oh my god, it's just out of nowhere. This dude's just who is this guy? And then injured. So uh, I think they're really frustrated with him, but I like the idea of being able to not play him nearly as much and rotate him with Jerry Hughes on the other side uh, more often because Jerry Hughes, dude, he's like 95 now, but <laughs> he's still at double digit sacks last year. I mean, the dude is, dude's a monster. Yeah. Um, and and you know, being able to play half the snaps, I think, will go a long way towards keeping him fresh to uh, to continue to play throughout the season. Yeah, they also have Chase Winovich, who will be rotational, um, and then maybe some Dylan Horton, who's a rookie this year. I the, Their interior I like because it's it's a lot of rotation, yeah. and it's deep there. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins as the starters. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway is a backup. Roy Lopez, who had flashes his gone. rookie year. You think he'll, he I won't think make he it? Cut. 
Yeah, because Kurt Heinisch has been stepping up, and so was Taylor Stallworth mm-hmm. uh, last year. Stallworth actually more so than Heinisch by the end of the season. He was being rotated in constantly. So I, I, I think Roy Lopez is gone, and Stallworth will take that spot. Right. But um, but I do want to point out that interior D-line was one of our weakest spots last year in the yep. entire team. Yeah, And that, add in, add, that addition of Sheldon Rankins and then potentially Hassan R- R- Ridgeway for the, uh, for the run game uh, takes probably our weakest position on the team and makes it a, a solid a solid uh, point of depth. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge upgrade from last year. Yeah. Um, linebacking core is improved. Last year drafted Christian Harris. Looks like there's some uh, potential Spoiled. there. Christian Kirksey will take a step back. That's probably for the best. He was great the first year he brought him in. He started – last year was not great for him. Um, yeah. They bring in Denzel Perryman. Okay. That's – I mean, that's a veteran <laughs> leadership. That's fine. Yeah. Corey Littleton. All right. I mean, he, he's good in coverage. Um, and then they drafted Henry Toa Atoa, which I loved in the fifth round. I think that's really good value in the fifth. I don't think he's going to be a star, uh, but I think he's going to be like a – one of those fan favorite players that uh, you know, you go to their subreddit and you're like, "Oh, we love this guy." And you're like, "Oh, really?" We had no, you know, the rest of the NFL had no idea. Um, and I still, yeah, I, mean, I still uh, like Garrett Wall. I still think there's potential for him. I, I, you, you kind of blew past him, uh, like it was insignificant. But I just want to mention too. I think Denzel Perryman is going to be one of the leaders on our defense. I, I think that guy, he, he is a brutal hitter. I mean, an absolute brutal hitter. So he's going to be a true enforcer in the middle there and allow uh, Christian Harris to freelance a little bit, who who also showed promise. So I think with 2020, Perryman, and then the emergence of Harris, I think we've got a trio of linebackers who who could be a prop. Uh, granted, there again, there's a lot of could of there, right? I mean, 2020 has to develop. Uh, Perryman has to stay healthy. Christian Harris is already there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but uh, Littleton, yeah, I'm with you on that. Just kind of that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, again, really weak spot on our team suddenly becomes a good spot. When when your starters now become backups, I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. So, so excited there. Yeah. And then the secondary, I'm actually – it doesn't – It's exciting. Yeah, it, it could be – it could be really fun. So – of course, Derek Stingley returns um, from his rookie season last year. Was not That's used correctly. They played a lot of Tampa 2 yeah. zone, which was a Lovey Lovey Smith style uh, oh, defense Jesus, that was true. archaic, and yeah, he just never they yeah. just never improved it. And Stingley's more of a man guy, and you can use Square him to press. Round hole. If it doesn't fit, smash it in more. Yeah. Like no, no. Like everybody. I mean, I love the D'Amico. First thing he says in his press conference meeting the team, we're going to use Stingley the right way. He just addresses it right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Y'all, Sting is a beast. He was used totally wrong. That's going to change. And that I absolutely love. So, yeah, Sting seems to be able to come out and do – he's going to be a bad man. Jimmy Ward really talked him so. up a lot uh, so far already. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Talk about another addition. Jimmy Ward coming over from F49ers team with D'Amico and – being a leader that can help, you know, with this defense and tell people what to expect. And, and like you said, already talking up the players and being a good mentor and uh, and putting him next to Jalen Petrie. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. All day. All day. He can play some slot, too. But Desmond King, Desmond King is a he's He's not bad. Problem he's above average. Yeah, he's above average nickel. <laughs> yeah, on the outside, he's bad. Yeah. He's just, he's just not fast enough to be on the outside. 
But in the slot, one of the best in the NFL. I think yeah. last year he was ranked number three in the NFL for coverage as a slot. I mean, he's he's a good good player. And then Steven Nelson is very solid. Like he's not the you know best corner. If he had to be your your number one corner, you know, if Steen got hurt, that'd be a little worrisome. But he he could. You as know, your number could, two, could, it's still a little worrisome. <laughs> yeah, as your number two, though, I, I think he's okay. I think he's he's a solid player. Yeah, we just with the rest of the sure. talent around there, and. Yeah, coming over from the 49ers defense, you kind of see in like there's a few defenses that are starting to do this where they want a strong front four, uh, a leader as a linebacker, as a Mike linebacker, and then really good safeties. And the corners you can kind of you don't have to be as mm-hmm. good on. Well, yeah, you don't have as good of a front four here, but it's getting better. It's it's getting decent. Um, the linebacking core you've got Denzel Perryman who's a veteran, but Christian Harris could end up being the the captain there and you've got yeah, really good safeties and so i'm intrigued to see how this how this works out here ward said i'm not even gonna have to look on sting's side of the field I'll yeah just be covering open nelson I'm like okay i like yeah, it that's exciting um let's move on to the colts so ah, all right <laughs> so um <laughs> they actually i felt like they had a pretty good draft here. Uh, they started off. They got a bit of it. yeah. Anthony Richardson the and with the fourth pick, I think he is going to be if they coach him right and they don't let Jim Ursay be an idiot. Um, I think they could do some really good, good stuff here. They got Jim Bob Cooter as the offensive coordinator. They're bringing Shane Steichen over <laughs> from uh, the Eagles, who did amazing things with Jalen Hurts. And this is, I feel like Anthony Richardson could be like an improved, like a Jalen Hurts 2.0 or 3.0 just because of the raw potential athleticism. I think you're right. I hate it. I hate it. Um, I'm very impressed that you were able to say Jim Bob Cooter with a straight face. Um, yeah, Anthony Richardson looks like he could be a monster. Do you think he'll start day one, or Gardner Minshew starts to begin? I think Minshew starts. A- Anthony Richardson so? is still very okay. raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why put him out there and ruin his confidence? Um I mean, we'll see. If, if Gardner, Gardner Minshew, yeah, I know, but Gardner Minshew is a solid bridge quarterback. He'll start off the season, and I think after, and the thing is, it's the AFC South. You're going to play the a, a very new Houston Texans team. You're going to be playing a very not great tight, Tennessee Titans team. Um, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, are actually going to be very, I think they're going to be pretty good this year. So I think you can have them. We'll see what the schedule is. I think it comes out tomorrow. Um, but I think you can have him play for a while. And until Anthony Richardson, then you can start getting him to use his legs. But he needs to start being comfortable in the system. Yeah, I agree with you. And for the Colts, I think you have to hope you play Houston like week one. Like you want week one, week two. Like yeah. you want to play them before they establish an identity on offense. Um, because they're going to be a mess until they do that. Um I loved the addition of Josh Downs, uh, the slot receiver, uh, to go with Pittman that fits here. Yeah, that it fits really for them does. Here. He's a, he's a he, little bit light in the pants, 5'10", 175, But with their other wide slot. receivers, yeah. they've got tall. They've got a lot. They have a, a bunch of tall receivers. They needed a little quick guy. This is a, this is a Hunter Renfro is what this is, I and mean, they got him in the third round, which is a steal because mm-hmm. some people add him as a late first, um, and then they also added. Um, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Blake Freeland uh, in the fourth round. Oh, yeah. To develop, which we've both been saying, like, they need another tackle badly. Um, So he's a great developmental tackle that they got there. Um, And then some, even some interior depth with Emil Echior, who you and I I both love that as a free agent. Yeah, Yeah. I love Blake Freeland. I thought that was a great, because we'll see what Bernard Raymond is. 
We yeah, still don't yeah, know. That's He's true. so raw from last. They got him in the third round from last year. Point. Dude's from Germany, and we'll see if he can. Or I think, yeah, I think it's Germany. So and so, yeah, and I think Blake Freeland, Blake Freeland could be really solid for him. Now we we have to mention though on defense, they added the guy I wanted, Mr. Well, AA, well, double A. Hold on, before we go there, let's finish with the wide oh. receivers. They also picked up Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo, which as your third or fourth receiver is pretty solid. I don't think he starts over Josh Downs, but maybe. Um, he might maybe to start. Maybe, but that's still good. That's still really good depth. Um, like yeah. you don't want it to be your one two, but like as a three or four, I think that's he's gonna he's a fast guy. He's gonna be able to kind of open up the field a little bit for you. And for a team that may be very run centric with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor or Jelani Woods or your big tall receivers like Pittman and Pierce. I think that's a – he's kind of like a Josh Downs. Like, I think the two are very similar. I think he starts the season, but I think Josh Downs will end up taking over after a while. Okay. Okay. Fair. Uh, you were saying on the yeah. defensive side. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, defensive side, I mean, they were already pretty solid. They added Samson Obukum, uh along with Pay on the edge. Uh, they still got DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, who's probably the fiercest t- interior tandem that in the Samson NFL. That Bukum pick was—it's low key fantastic because having Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, yeah, and Grover Stewart's just a solid dude. Samson Bukum is a solid addition on that other side. Yeah, yeah, no, I—I I mean, I think yeah, I think it's—it's it's a really solid front four, and then to add, uh, add a t- <laughs> Adatamawa. Adabari, yeah, I can say yeah. Adabari, so I just call him that. Uh, that's me too. I call him that. Double A. Um, yeah, that dude. It looks like they're slotting him to play interior, which does make sense. Um, he can play edge too. He, he actually has only played edge, um, but they look like they're going to transition interior. Um, that said, I this is our lads guessing right now. Who knows how they actually end up playing him? But I I really like that guy as depth. He was a fourth round pick. Which again was a steal where they drafted him, um, and 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 he doesn't have to play right away. I mean he's he's going to be a rotational piece in an already stout front four. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I, it's too good. It's, I think they're going to be able to put good. him all over that defensive line, and it's going to be tough because it's interesting because like their intern mm-hmm. the interior defensive guy I think DeForest Buckner is like six seven, Grover Stewart's like six six something like that. They like yeah. big, tall defensive linemen. So the fact that they got Atabari, which is interesting, because he's only he's 6'2", 282. He'll probably put on a few more pounds getting in an NFL weight room. But you can kind of move him all over. Um, I mean, he's bigger than a Bukum. Same height, but bigger. So it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to be able to do a lot of interesting stuff, kind of moving him all over uh, the place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Julius Brinson, the second, I thought was yeah. pretty – Pretty so. We weren't as high on him, but a lot of the corners had started to kind of go. I have to go back and see when, because yeah, Joey Porter Jr. went right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to see where the other corners. Yeah, Julius Brintz goes in the. The bunch went the first round. Yeah, but man, Brian Branch went right afterwards, which is interesting. Because boy, they could use yeah. it. I mean, Kenny Moore is actually a pretty solid man. nickel. Um, which is what Brian Branch will play. I don't think he'll really play safety. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think Prince is <laughs> going to be solid for him. I'll be honest. They got Jalen Jones in the seventh round, who I actually think is a steal at that point. 
Uh, I don't think he becomes a starter on this team necessarily, but uh, he's well, definitely not year one, but he could be a developmental guy that uh, gets some playing time uh, this year potentially. And then, and then in the next year or so uh, can develop into a true starter. And I mean, I don't think Isaiah Rogers is so unbeatable that you can't replace that guy on the depth chart. So uh, yeah. Overall, I, I actually like uh, Darius rush. I think that was in the fifth round. I think that was pretty solid. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a, a trio of, of corners who, you know, if one of them hits Yahtzee, you know, yeah. What I mean? you, 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 yeah corners, you like to have a couple shots at him because you never know who's really going to develop and, and make the transition. But yeah, they got, you got three bites of the apple there. So that's pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah I, I, I truly hate how great a draft they had. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, it was a really solid draft. Yeah. I'm really jealous. I mean, other than Anthony Richardson, it was nothing that was flashy, but it was just, they just got a lot of solid depth and just pieces man, that they that needed. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> that was really that's a lot of flash. Man. Yeah. That's a lot, a lot <laughs> yeah. of flash. No, it's going to be, I'm going to hate having to go up against him twice a year. Yeah. God, it's just brutal. A rush, yeah. Quarterback like that. Oh. Uh, let's move on to the team that's going to win the division, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, theirs was interesting to say the least. So in the first round, they get Anton Harrison, which makes sense. Cam Robinson is out, uh, I think six games for a PED issue. And Mm -hmm. Anton Harrison, I I think he can, they'll play him at left tackle. He might be able to play at right. He's a big boy. He's certainly, as far as the tackles goes, uh, in this draft, he was for the first round guys. He was like, I think he was like my fourth or fifth tackle. Um, but where they got him kind of made sense. It, it made sense, I think, for the first round coming out with Anton Harrison with the issues they had. And, and you and I don't like their offensive line. We feel it's very meh. I like some of the things. I think Brandon Sheriff obviously is solid. Luke Fortner, I think, is solid. Walker Little, I'm interested to watch him this year. This will be his second year in the league. And uh, coming out of Stanford, smart guy. I think he'll be able to to step up, and he's a big dude. Um, I, I I like the, that the offensive line got a little bit stronger in general uh, for that location. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, not not a bad pick. I mean, I I don't know. To me, Anton Harrison just has a little bit of bust potential. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. Um, he could be another yeah, Cam I, Robinson, honestly. He could, yeah. That that's very very true. Like, yeah, I think you're right. And, and they might be in the same position uh, with Robinson leaving soon, where realistically he's a right tackle, but he's being forced into playing left tackle out of desperation and not really a perfect fit for that spot. So it could be something similar. We'll we'll see if that happens or not. Um, I like that they franchise Devin Ingram. That was a good move. Yeah, uh, he's a really good player and, and really benefited from that, uh, from them picking him up specifically. Um, Brenton Strange was an interesting ad. The se- second round felt really early. Yeah, Brenton Strange. But um, if they think that they're not going to be able to retain Evan Ingram over time, and that Brenton Strange can do a lot of the same things, well, you know, uh, roll the dice. Let's let's see how that goes. Let's not forget they added Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. Let's go know, back to Brent, Britain Strange real quick. The fact so with okay. the tight ends this year, they're kind of all over the place in how people evaluate them. There's there's a lot of really good tight ends, so he could end up being really good. I, I know there's a lot of people that liked him. It seemed high for us for a lot of the people that yeah. were mocking this year, but this is kind of an 
interesting one where there's going to be some great guys later. Like Tucker Craft, I think I would have rather taken um, than Britton Strange, who ended up going in the third round. I'm trying to look at some other tight ends. Darnell Washington went in the third. I mean, they like pass-catching yeah. tight ends, so it doesn't fit there as much as Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. I just think he's going to be a beast. But um, I, I really liked Britton Strange. I just didn't. Love him in the second. Agreed. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but this just the NFL just shows you year after year, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. It, it just doesn't. <laughs> I mean, if you're good enough player, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna rise past it. And you and I both had a lot of people taking Antonio Johnson in the second round. They ended up getting him in the fifth. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, really, Britton Strange and Antonio Johnson, if I told you they were taken with the second and fifth. You'd have been like, yeah, that sounds right. You'd just uh, be really shocked which was which. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, I don't like Antonio Johnson. The second. I don't like any – There, other than Brian Branch, there wasn't a lot of safeties I liked in this draft. And so the fact that a lot of them fell was not too surprising. I don't really like a lot of them. Antonio Johnson, I think fourth and fifth is fine. That's a value about where he should have gone. Mm. I, just, I disagree. I think he's going to end up being a really good safety. Fair enough. I'm really shocked. I think something – I think something leaked about him. Something happened during the draft okay. that made him plummet. I, I don't know what it is. I can't tell you, but something happened that made that dude plummet because he really plummeted. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot so, of the safeties uh, did. I want. I'm trying to go back and look and see, like, at positions. But but safeties. But a lot a whole, of safeties dropped. Yeah, but as a whole, this offense, uh, despite not getting like dramatic additions, it, it took a step forward. Uh, Calvin Ridley, obviously, huge step forward. Uh, you know, he'd been suspended last year. He's off suspension, so he's able to play starting week one. That's huge for them. Uh, to go with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, it really takes some pressure off Christian Kirk after that big contract last year. Uh, kind of had the spotlight on him. Still did well. Um, Great now, in the slot. Great in the slot. Yeah, He'll but, keep playing in the slot. Yeah, and so now, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot less attention on him because of Calvin Ridley. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence has himself like a true trio of weapons there. Travis Etienne really stepped up by about midseason. Zay Jones uh, played well towards the end of last year. Yeah, yeah, I said trio. <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah. also yeah, Evan yeah. Ingram. I mean, they've got that's a quad of because yeah, Evan Ingram's true. a receiver, not really a tight end anymore of a receiver. And that's apparently, true. he found out he had hands last season, so that's good for him. I'll say a, a sneaky signing that that still people don't talk about, and and I get it because uh, he's he's deep depth. <laughs> is uh, Ernest Johnson. Uh, I was really shocked that there was no market for that guy because when he came in for the Browns the last two years, whenever uh, Kareem Hunt or or uh, Nick would uh, what's Chubb. His name? Nick Chubb, yeah. when they would get hurt, all he would do was come in and average like four point three yards a carry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and, and granted, it's a good O line, but like he performed. It's not like he was average behind a really good O line. He did really well. I. I think that's actually a pretty sneaky good signing for cheap money. Yeah. And to go along with Tank Bigsby, and uh, who they drafted, uh, and Travis Etienne in that running back room. Yeah, I, I again, I, I dislike it, but their their team on offense got better. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like Tank Bigsby, Bigsby when we were kind of going in the draft, but this this is such a if he's going to go anywhere. Matters. Well, yeah, because I the, my biggest problem with him is vision. Like, I don't think he I don't think he's got good patience for holes to open up. I don't. I think he'll like there'll be a wide open hole and he'll try and like he constantly wants to bust it out to the outside for big plays. But I think if they use him, 
as more of a goal line guy, then it makes it makes sense for him to be in the trenches more. Etienne, you don't really want him there. He's a little bit lighter. He's more of your he's a pass catcher. He's more of a speed guy. Use Tank as more of the ground and pound. So Etienne isn't taking those those hits. And so I think he kind of fits there a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Um, on defense, so let's talk about defense for just All a second. All right. Um, their defense stayed strong, uh, but I think they needed to add some pieces uh, that they just didn't yeah. as far as, like, adding starters. Um, what I, I still corner. don't. Yeah, I still don't fear their secondary at all. Like, I feel like that secondary can be picked apart. Um, Tyson Campbell is I, solid. Other than that, there's not anyone that I, I'm yeah, too big on. Yeah, their safeties are meh. Their, their other corners are meh. <laughs> uh, Devin Lloyd was a bit of a bust uh, last year. Well, it's um, his first year. Let's let's wait another no, no, until I, we give him a bust. But yeah, I, I just mean he's not like he's not a scary starter. Uh, Trayvon Walker, however, uh, was was really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he and Josh Allen are great. Um, I will say again for the as far as the draft goes, um, I was a little surprised they didn't draft an edge rusher uh, because well, Josh Allen's a free agent. They got uh, at the end of the season. They got Yasir Abdullah in the fifth. Out of Louisville, which is okay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Do you make that up? Uh, no, they uh-huh. grabbed. Yeah, they grabbed him out of Louisville, which is in the fifth round. I mean, he's probably you, probably fourth round quality. But uh, okay, yeah, I wasn't impressed with this draft. I didn't really get I, it. I just feel like a Josh Allen heir apparent would have made sense with him being a free agent. Mm-hmm. They uh, they've really kind of they're not cash strapped for the cap right now but they're also not exactly flush with it mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh that that's one where i just i do you see josh allen getting a massive contract somewhere I mean, he's still young maybe yeah i mean he's played well yeah he's only 25 so yeah i yeah i i don't i don't see him staying in jacksonville so, yeah uh yeah, that's why i just like i thought you know they got trayvon walker obviously last year um but having both was going to could be huge. So, yeah, he, he also may get a big contract extension here during training camp. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's one I expected them to draft to help out. Really, no additions on defense. Uh, yeah, no starters. Of, you know, we argued about Antonio Johnson potentially. Ventrell Miller as an interior linebacker, maybe as a fourth rounder, could turn into something. I think yeah, Chad Mumma will start. take a step up. Uh, step up. I liked him last year, but he came out from too. a small school, so you know it takes you about a year. But I think he could play well. Too. But yeah, uh, Jacksonville. We'll see. The thing is, they were they played really well last year. Doug Peterson's a good coach. They've got a lot of talent on offense, and I think that's going to keep them in a lot of games. And this is a this is a weird division in that you got two. You got two that you really don't know what their identity is going to be yet, and then you've got the Tennessee Titans, who, ah, man, their draft was kind of exactly what they needed. Um, let's kind of go through their wide receiver core is still doo doo. They got Traylon Burks. All right, we're done. Um, that's about yeah. it. I mean, Westbrook Akini was all right but they still don't have any wide receivers. Uh, they Maybe they'll trade for one in the season. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that of Houston Texans great Chris Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was fine, but he's, <laughs> he he's a fine, I know. third or fourth. Um, no, he's, he's not the guy. Yeah. He's not the guy. Uh, uh, offensive uh, line, 
they got Andre Dillard to play left tackle, which he cannot do. Uh, he can kind of play guard. But yeah. they drafted Peter Skoronsky, who will play guard. They have him listed as yep. guard right now. I think that makes sense. I think that's. I think he'll play guard or center in the league. Maybe he ends up playing right tackle at some point, but I think he'll fit better. I think he'll be like a Pro Bowl guard for many years to come. Uh, Petit Ferreira right tackle I think is okay, but the rest of their offensive line, other than Skoronsky and Petit Ferreira, I think is abysmal. It's scary. Dylan Redunds, we'll see. I mean, they, he's on. He was a second round pick. He knew he was going to need time to get better, but man, he, he just unless he can play guard on the right side, that's not good. I did like the Jalen Duncan signing in the sixth. I thought that was good value in the sixth. Yeah, um, yeah. He'll need a solid year, but yeah, this this felt very much like a like they gave up this year. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I know they didn't. I know that. But Skronsky was a great addition in the interior. You you give Derrick Henry a little more push in the middle. Um, maybe Redunds can play right guard, like you said. Um, but but Dillard just can't do it. Petit Ferrer did not have a great year last year. Um, but maybe, maybe it was his first year. He's a rookie. I, I don't yeah, I don't no, judge rookies I, in the on the um, trenches really in their I first do. year. I mean, uh, you can if they do great, <laughs> then that's fine. But if they don't do well, it takes a while. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. No, I know they got Tajay Spears, who I really liked uh, at running back. Um, so I, I actually think he could be a pretty interesting weapon for them. Yeah, that is uh, interesting. And third round yeah. is good. Is good. Um, oh, good value. Good, yeah. yeah. Good. Good value there. And then Will Levis in the second round, y'all. <laughs> Will Levis uh, as the heir apparent to Tannehill because Malik Willis is gone. Um, I actually don't mind it at all. Yeah, that's second round. Kinda... That's an interesting. I mean, if if you swing and miss with your second round pick on a franchise QB. Uh, okay. <laughs> second pick in the second round, 33 overall. That's all right. That, yeah. that, that's not the end of the world. That's just not. Uh, it's, it's a second round pick, man. I mean, teams play, I mean, like us, <laughs> all kinds of teams will pay. Look what the Carolina paid to move up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and granted, I know Bryce Young, a lot of people think he's a, he's a guarantee, even though he's not, <laughs> over uh, uh, you know Will Levis. But there's, there's people who thought Will Levis was really good, too. So... We'll see how he pans out. I think for a second-round pick, it was well worth the, the, the shot, taking a shot at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, on defense, they didn't really add anything of note other than... Well, hold on. I want, go back to the, I want to go back to the Will Levis thing. Like, we, oh, okay. you and I were not super... Yeah, we. It, it's kind of, everyone we had kind of confusing anything. takes for Will Levis. And so yeah. that was the thing. It was just hard to figure out where he was going because he's got traits of a first-rounder. But I feel like mm-hmm. what's between the ears, it seems like there's like some social media stuff. There's some immaturity to it. Um, there's also the fact that he was on a team that was, there was no, there was no help around him. There was no support. So I think him coming here, he can sit for a year behind Tannehill until Tannehill uh, plays out his contract. Um, you'll probably see some of him, see him play a little bit at, towards the end. But for his personality you. to come to Tennessee and have Mike Vrabel as a head coach. Mike Vrabel is not going to put up with nonsense. And so I think this is a good place for him to go to kind of, um, to kind of mature and get better. So like we were saying before, we weren't not big on a player, but then you see the fit at this place. You're like, Oh man, at the, for the second round for Tennessee, that's kind of a solid spot. And, and, and more than anything, I mean, it's the biggest, the biggest red flag I kept seeing 
um, and I know a lot of people talked about it. I'm not dropping any bombs here, but was like the comments he would make about just like his social media being so important and building his brand and trying to, yeah. he asked the Mannings a question about maximizing his brand from year one and, and all the stuff. And you're like, dude, like play first. Yeah. <laughs> Earn it. Then worry about your brand. You don't need to worry about your brand right now, you know? And it, that was really immature. And so that I can understand why that scared some teams and was like, Jesus, like this dude doesn't even want to have to earn it. He wants to just be handed the keys to the kingdom. Uh, being drafted in the second round probably is the best thing that could have possibly happened to him. Sitting in that room got, waiting after everyone went yeah, by. Yeah, getting humbled and say, look, punk, like, let's see what your brand is now, second rounder. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you're not even a first round pick. Like, stop coming at us for endorsement deals, buddy. Like, <laughs> you got to... You got to show us you can play first. You're not even a first round pick. That ended. That probably ends up being the best thing that ever happened to this guy, getting getting uh, humbled like that. So, yeah, and and not having to rush into it behind Tannehill also will help. Uh, and then having a trio of running backs: Derrick Henry's obviously King Henry, uh, Tajay Spears I think is a really good pickup, and you and I both really liked Hassan Haskins. So yeah, if, I like if this him. is the last year He's of baby Derrick Henry. Henry. Yeah, if this is the last year of Derrick Henry, Spears and Haskins is a nice little duo. Um, and I think that is what will happen. So, uh, yeah, they just need to keep building the O-line up around uh, around him and probably add another solid receiver somehow. So I, I have to admit I was really surprised they didn't go receiver in the first round. They had their pick of any receiver on the board. They went Skaronsky. Uh guard over a stud receiver I'm just a little surprised but um, who knows this might guy guy might end up being an all pro guard so it may not be the worst pick ever yeah um, they added some linebackers Aziz Alshir from San Francisco yep, like um, Key on the outside which is alright we got Harold Landry on the other side that's fine still have Jeffrey Simmons on the inside um, their secondary I like a lot Christian Solid. Fulton and Monty Hooker Kevin Byard Roger McCreary will see this year. He was very injured last year. Caleb Farley, I think, might be a bust, which is too bad. I think it's just too much injury stuff, and all the injuries kept so? him off the field. He's just he's been injuries. beat up. Okay. He's been having issues on the field. Yeah, it's been two years. Played, Do what? He was solid when he played last year, though. I mean, he got burned sometimes too. Like he he was too he was up and down. Like he would have great games or great moments, and then he would like mess it up. So, and I was high on, I was really high on him, but I think the injuries have hurt him in the fact that he not only can he not stay on the field, but um, I mean that affects your you know how explosive you are in your production. So I just I hope I I, I like him. Uh, I hope he does well, but I don't know. And then they picked up Sean Murphy Budding as their nickel, which is genius. I mean I I, I like their. Their secondary is good, and they've got depth. Um, but other, yeah, uh, that I don't think their offense is good enough to not be too much pressure on their defense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, I think this is probably the weakest team in the division. Uh, obviously, if, if Derrick Henry can have his typical year, then. He makes up for all of their offenses. He's got, but he's gotta like. But it's got. Like, I know. It's gotta hit him at some point. He's like the running back equivalent of Tom Brady. It's like every year we're like, this is the time 
he's going to tail off. <laughs> and yet every year he just pretends to be solid. Now, he yeah. did get injured for a bit last year. Yeah, but um, not much. For the first time in a while. But, yeah, not much. So. Well, he was injured the yeah. end of the following year with a foot. Um, yeah. So it's maybe it's starting to kind of get to him. But it's, yeah, yeah they're, they're going to have to I figure mean, out something. 30-something carries a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to add up. Yeah. I don't care who you are. But either way, yeah, I think this is a – I think they bought him out the division this year, I actually, which is big because I'm not a homer that thinks Houston's going to go win 10 games now that we game these players. I think they'll win you know six I mean? to – I think they could win six to eight, the Texans. I think I, I think, that's I think the Titans will win about six to eight. Yeah, I, I think Houston beats Tennessee, though. I, I think mm. they end up on top of Tennessee. Could be. I, I'm not that – I, 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 I don't feel as confident wins, about them yet. I think Tennessee, win, Tennessee wins five. Okay. Um, I think they're going to get beat up this year. <laughs> but Vrabel's be. a good coach, so who knows? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing is he does he can do a lot with a little. Um, all right, let's move on. AFC South. This is going to be. Or I'm sorry, NFC South. This is going to be a fun one because the it's yeah, it th- this was probably the worst division in the league last year. But there's a lot of there's a lot of the teams that are kind of coming up. I think the Falcons um, are going to be a lot better. I think the Panthers are going to be a lot better. I think the Saints are going to be a lot better. I think the Bucks are going to be a lot worse. Um, let's start let's with the Falcons. The yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. go with the Falcons. So wide receiving core. They London uh, Drake London returns. Um, they pick up Matt Collins. So they like the tall guys. And then Scotty Miller is the take the top off guy. I'm like, all right. Everyone thinks he's Slotty Miller, but he's not. He's he's a field stretcher. So <laughs> I like that. There's not a lot it's of a depth solid trio. there. Yeah, not a lot of depth there, but they make up with it with the tight ends. Uh, Kyle Pitts returning. They used him more for blocking last year. I think they're using him more for passing this year because they bring in Jonu Smith, who was used more for blocking in New England, but has returned um, to Charlie Arthur Smith. Smith, who was the tight ends coach when he was so well did so well in Tennessee and is now the head coach. So that's exciting to see what happens there. Yeah, that's going to be a two-headed monster mm-hmm. that – is going to definitely exploit some teams. I think you're going to see the uh, the top three targets end up being Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts, and Jonah Smith this year. I think that's going to be what happens. Um, yeah, and then you're going to see the two tight end sets with Pitts and Smith almost every time they're on the field. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, their yeah. offense also uh, greatly has improved. By the addition of Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Who, my God, uh, this is a division that suffered Christian McCaffrey uh, two times a, a, a year, uh, just just destroying them. And now they draft the new Christian McCaffrey. Um, smart move to not watch that guy go somewhere else. Um, Tyler Algier had a, had a solid year last year, yeah. but nothing that makes you go, I'm going to go ahead and pass on Bajan Robinson. Yeah. Uh, so love that pick. Uh, also fell to him. They didn't have to move up to get him. Yep. Uh, really great pick, and he's going to be the best friend for Desmond Ritter going forward. Yeah, and that's kind um, of the main thing is that this whole – they wanted – they're like, Desmond Ritter's our guy, and we need to yeah. give him – we need to protect him. And we need to give them weapons. So, like, bring in the receivers, Mac Holland, Scotty Miller, draft B. John Robinson. So you've got him a uh, a Christian McCaffrey, who I think is the best comp for B. John Robinson. And then the second round, like, all right, we, we've we already extended our offensive line, Chris Lindstrom, which was a big deal. 
Um, and then they go get Matthew Bergeron, who I love out of Syracuse. Big old boy, 6'05", 323. He He'll play guard. I think he can eventually play tackle. Um, but, man, that is going to, that's a solid offensive line. Those are some good weapons. There's some really good weapons. Drew Dalton's a good center. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what these guys do. I think they're going to be pretty lethal. And I like what they've done on deep. Their defense has taken a big step forward as well. Yeah, I mean, they added Kalias Campbell mm-hmm. from the uh, – from. actually, wasn't he a Jag last year? No, he's on the Ravens. It says Baltimore, but I, I, no, I guess he jumped between. Okay, and then um, I know he went to the Jags for a bit. Yeah, that was in uh, 2017, buddy. Was it that long ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020, okay. maybe? twenty. It was not, oh, during right. that time, yeah. Yeah, 2020. Uh, they got uh, David Onimata, who's a who's solid <laughs> nose tackle. Anamata-pia? Solid nose tackle. Very solid. Um, and then uh, Bud Dupree, meh, I'm not that excited about it. He did not play well at Tennessee. Um, he was nursing an injury, so we'll see how that goes. Troy Anderson will take a step forward, though, like uh, second year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were, we were both fond of that guy. Yeah. Um, AJ Terrell's a beast. They added Jesse Bates, the, uh, who was franchise tagged the year prior, mm-hmm. uh, to go with Richie Granite safety. I, I love, love that. that pick. Yeah. Uh, and then traded peanuts for Jeff Akuda, which yeah. might be what he's worth. Uh, <laughs> if he can't stay healthy, he's uh, he's missed a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But but talk about a, a low-risk, high-reward yeah. trade. I mean, you traded, you, they, they actually exchanged – what they did is they exchanged seventh-round picks. So <laughs> they gave up literally almost nothing. They just yeah. took on the contract for Jeff Akuda, uh, which is one more year at, I think, like $8 million. Um, Okay. I mean, so low risk. If he ends up playing As your number and two. staying healthy somehow, he is he is a elite shutdown corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they draft Clark Phillips, who was a in was the a fourth really round. In the fourth, yeah, because I yeah. a lot of people like Clark Phillips going in like the first or second, and I thought uh, he's not there. Like I felt like third. If you got him in the mid to late third, I'd be all right. But they got him in the fourth round, and they're going to play him at nickel, and I think he's going to be really well, do really well there. They also still have Mike Hughes that they picked up from Detroit and Trey Flowers, yep. so they, they are yep. deep at secondary. And don't forget, they drafted Arnold Ebiketti, uh last year in the second round, and he's going to take up. Uh, I think he's going to take a, move, a step forward. Um, Lorenzo Carter is solid. I I could see Ebiketti taking over for maybe Bud Dupree, but you got good rotation there. Uh, and, and you and I knew Ebiketti was going to be. We liked him. We thought he might need a little bit of time. I think this yeah. second year, I think he'll be able to step up. And also, the third round they drafted Zach Harrison. Yeah, that's uh, right. As, yeah, outside linebacker. So that could be a sneaky great move. Um, o- overall, like I really like this draft that they had. Um, they added pieces that they really needed. They didn't reach for anything, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they let they let the players they need fall to them. I mean, it just really seemed to work out really well. And then also, uh, obviously, had an amazing free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say Falcons, Bears, and Houston had the three best free agencies in the NFL. And, and not off just from the sheer. I would say off seasons as a whole. Off seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just as far as like massive amount of free agent starting players added like it's it's just wild how how crazy they went uh in the in the offseason but yeah really excited to see how these guys play this is a division that's wide open and they made the moves to do it what'll i mean obviously this all makes them 
makes or breaks based on the play of Desmond Ritter. Um, they drafted him in the third round last year. Uh, people had him going late first all the way through, you know, second round. I don't think anyone had him slipping into the third. Um, the problem is just the quarterback really class the was not good last year. Yeah, it was just because the nature of the, yeah, the position. But, I mean, if the, he ends up being a solid quarterback, which they seem to have some faith in. I think he him, will be. Then that's a hell of a steal in the third round, man. So, to get your, your franchise uh, player. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to quietly be rooting for him. I think. Yeah, I, think I am I'm too. I don't think it'll be that quiet for me. Yeah, I've also yeah. got Desmond Ritter on my dynasty team, so I'm very much That's rooting right. for him. <laughs> Your vested also, interest. I picked up Tyler Heineke from Washington, which I like for two reasons. That's Taylor. great. Taylor Heineke. It's great backup, plus it lets my other dynasty quarterback that I picked up last year, Sam Howell, uh, start, <laughs> who I think will be, I think he'll play really well. Uh, th- those are good picks, man. Those are good picks, I'm not going to lie. Those, that worked out. I mean, both uh, are starters this year, so yeah. Another former Houston Texan great, Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Uh, had him and let him walk. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all right. I mean, this is honestly like this is this is going to be the Dirty Birds are going to be exciting to watch. I'm I'm going to be tuning into a lot of their games to see how they play. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, they're going to be a high flying offense. Uh, let's move on to the Panthers, who are also an interesting team. It feels like they had a lot of things going for them last year, except for quarterback. Um, of course, they addressed that right away. First pick overall, traded. Uh, King's Ransom to move up and get Bryce Young, and really I think did. it was it's probably worth it. Because the thing is, they didn't they don't need a big draft because they have I like a lot of things they they have now. Their wide receiver core without uh, it took a hit. Yeah, without DJ, what's, without DJ Moore without DJ Moore. But then they I mean they they get DJ Chark in the offseason, Fine. Yes. They get Adam Thielen, yes. good veteran wide receiver who will be rotational. He's, you know, he's lose, lost a step. Terrence Marshall Jr., a guy they drafted two years ago, I thought he would be better. Uh, but then they get Jonathan Mingo in the second, who is an interesting one. He's A lot of people apparently in the NFL were much higher on him than um, the pundits going into it. Uh, I like him a Yeah, lot. good size. 6'1", 220, super athletic out of Ole Miss. I think I mean, it's a decent... Why it's a decent wide receiving core, and they picked up Hayden Hurst. I think it's only for a year out of Cincinnati, um, which is good. You've got like a veteran, you know, someone who will be fine. Like he'll play fine there. And they, then they, they often- don't have anyone with the ceiling of DJ Moore, but they have. Yes, they they raised the floor of the rest of their wide receivers. Yes, is, is what they've done. So they've gotten from they've gone from bad to good <laughs> across the board at the receiver position, but just lost the great. Um, but I'm I mean that's not a it's not horrible. Uh, and especially if Bryce Young is as good as they say, I mean, he's going to have a lot of ample opportunity for these different players to get the football. And he's also got Hayden Hurst at tight end. So yeah, he's going to he's gonna have the ability to distribute to, to players that, that know how to catch the football. So also, I, also Miles Sanders, who they picked up in yeah. trade. Yeah, out of Philly. Yeah, he'll be catching out of the backfield a little bit. And, uh, and, and it'll be, he'll be a nifty little, little running back along with Chuba Hubbard. So, uh, no, I, I like that. I wanted me to go in the third round for Houston so bad. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a, that was a great move by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Chandler Zavala also adding to, uh, some depth to their yeah. line. Good quality. Yeah, that was that was a steal where they got him. He was probably, like, the third best guard. Uh, I'm trying to remember who all was ahead of him. But, yeah. Well, Skoronsky I mean, as as pure, and uh, what's Avila would be yeah, ahead Skaronsky of him. Yeah, Skoronsky and Avila. And no, Cyrus Torrance. Oh, Cyrus Torrance would be at him. So, yeah. yeah, I guess there are three in front of him. Yeah, but uh, overall, I mean, I think, I think he's solid. Really, yeah. 
yeah, a really good pickup for them. Uh, no other real additions on the offense. Uh, they do need Sticky Icky to get a little bit better to have a, and I think he will. Well, now he's got his buddy Chandler Zavallum to play next to him. That's right. They both played at North Carolina State. Yeah. That's right. That'll be interesting. So they got, they got a bunch of hometown boys to come help with the, uh, they're taking a, uh, page out of the Nick Casario book. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. On their defense though. Um, I mean, their defense was already really solid. So it's not like they had to add a lot. They didn't add anyone (laughs) (laughs) uh, of note. Um, they did draft DJ Johnson, the the linebacker. That seemed high Jamie for me. Robinson. Yeah, to Oregon. He's supposed to be super Both athletic. I, a third round seemed pretty high. I feel like you could have gotten him in the fourth or fifth, maybe. I agree with you. I, I wasn't excited about either one. Um, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on C.J. Anderson, uh, so he'll probably be gone this year, leaving him with just a J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson. <laughs> the two really good corners. Uh, and then Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods, and Von Bell at, at uh, slot and safety. Um, yeah, their their defense is solid, man. Got Jamie Robinson um, in the fifth. That's yeah, where you should yeah. get him. That was fourth or fifth. Get. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. I, I agree with you on that. I also like um, a guy they got last year, a linebacker, uh, Brandon Smith out of Penn State. Big old 6'3", 240, big guy, but he was very raw. So I figured it'd take yeah. him a year. So I'm interested to see, like maybe have him come up uh, and play with Shaq Thompson. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean overall, I mean like I said, it's it's a solid defense. So it already was a solid defense, stayed that way. They added a little depth potentially, some project players that could maybe fill in. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, yeah, real solid. And now they have their franchise quarterback. So yeah. if here's the good news for them: if Bryce Young ends up being as good as people think, they're going to have wide receiver free agents flock to him later. Yeah. So the, their ability to get we're really offensive players at all on that team is going to greatly improve just having Bryce Young. So, uh, yeah, overall, the future's getting brighter there despite the fact that they don't have a first-rounder next year or, or maybe the following. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see how the gamble pays off because uh, he is a little. He is a little bitty, <laughs> just like Tank Dell, uh, he's a little bitty. So uh, if he gets hit, you know, that for me as a Houston fan, and I think you mentioned this before too, like I was, there was a part of me that was secretly just like relieved when Carolina drafted him, and I didn't have to worry about my quarterback being brittle. Um, but I do think he's a really solid player. Yeah, yeah I think I, he's still going to be really good. Yeah, he's still going to be a good player. Here. Yeah, I think he'll still be like the best quarterback that comes out of this class. Um, All right, let's move to the New Orleans Saints. They had, I tell you what, they had an interesting off season as well. I think theirs is probably going to be up there. So. Uh, starting with receiving core, they bring back Chris Olave, who uh, was fantastic. Well, hold on, hold on. Yep. So, sorry, I want to mention that when they start, because this is important, when they started the offense, uh, sorry, the offseason, they were like $65 million over the cap. Yeah. So the fact that they had an offseason means their GM knows how to work some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've always been so like sorry. that. The Saints always seem like they're playing with a different mm-hmm. salary cap than everybody else. I mean, a little bit of it hit them this right. year, and their defensive line basically vanished. But I thought – but, yeah, they've always been able to kind of figure out something. That, absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, this is just – this more so than ever was impressive to me. So, sorry, go ahead. You, you mentioned Olave. Yeah, Olave yeah, had a great rookie back. year. Uh, Michael Thomas will return. We'll see what he is. He seems like he's yeah, – I, I don't know, know man. He, we'll see. I, I loved A.T. Perry in the sixth. 
I think that's good value. Yeah, fourth or fifth is where I thought he would go. He's a big athletic receiver. I thought he was going to be a higher. He didn't really produce this year, and that's why he fell, but he's got a lot of potential. He does. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, Oh, by the way, they got a new quarterback. Yes. (laughs) And and Derek Carr. Uh, They got two new quarterbacks. Yeah, Derek Carr and Jake Gaynor. Uh, in the fourth round. Which I like. Uh, I think that works additions. for them there. Yeah, both solid additions. Both the, Fresno State O-line. quarterbacks. Yeah, that's right. I mean, their O-line is solid. Um, they really don't have a weak link on the O-line. With Trevor Penning playing better by the end of the season last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Started off rough. Yeah, I mean, it's the trenches. Like I told you, it's the trenches. Yeah, they, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's just going to happen. No, absolutely. And, and, and they added Jamal Williams in the running back room, which I really like mm-hmm. to help bolster Alvin Kamara who's kind of fading a little bit and Kendry um, Miller in the third which I thought was I, I'm yeah. interested to see I, I mean if anywhere that kind of this will be a good spot for him that's depth at running back you don't have to worry about him and I think maybe you, you were talking about this maybe start Alvin using Kamara, Kamara more as a slot receiver I think he's gonna be a trade piece oh I think, that, yeah. I, 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 I think during I think before the season even starts we might you see might be Alvin right. Kamara get traded yeah I think that I think it's possible um yeah, I mean, because get the value while you can. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was their, that was their move there. Um, so their offense overall. Uh, it's not bad. It's I mean, better than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah. Especially with Derek Carr instead of Jameis Winston. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a solid player. Um, he's going to be able to get way more out of this team than than Winston could. Um, and and way better than Taysom Hill <laughs> at quarterback. So. Uh, by the way, interested to see what they do with Taysom Hill here. Oh, uh, um, speaking of which, they just signed Foster Moreau to a, like a three-year deal uh, this morning. Oh, that makes all the sense. Yeah, because he had had uh, health issues, and he just came back with a negative test. So they signed him to a three-year deal, which I think is great for them. I think he's a good. Uh, he'll be a good addition, and they're still well, pretty high on Jawan Johnson. Yeah, but don't forget he was he played for the Raiders with Derek Carr. Mm, that's, so he's, yep, he's yeah. a natural fit with Derek there. So that, yeah, that that's a smart move, really. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Not a lot of downside there. Yeah. Um, on their on their defense though, uh, they added some big pieces, man. Yeah. They added Brian Bercy, uh to the interior D line, which was, in my opinion, a really good pickup. Yeah. Uh, Traded yeah, back they, they, they a just, bunch to get to the 29th to draft him, which is about where he should go. Was late first early second and he this this feels like such a good fit for him too they desperately needed help on the interior d line and and, i mean this is it he he was uh first round pick some people had him as i saw him as early as 12 overall and then we saw him right before draft day kind of start to fall a little bit more towards the end of the first but this was a great place to get him he's a great player and then you know they lost marcus davenport on the out on the uh, on the edge um, Cameron Jordan's still there, of course, but they end up in the second round grabbing Isaiah Foskey, which I think is is a low key brilliant move. Uh, he's he's a, a no, the Notre Dame mm-hmm. edge rusher, and he's not going to have to start immediately with Carl Granderson in front of him. But I think they they'll, they'll rotate him in a little bit, and he'll become the starter by the end of the year. Um, and that gives you a nice young, uh, fresh you know half of your of your front four. Uh, for the future, and I really like those two picks side by side. I mean, uh, uh, I, so here's my issue with Foskey. 
the very next pick is B.J. Ojolari from LSU, who I like yeah, a I lot better. Yeah, I thought they were interchangeable. I, I thought uh, they were interchangeable. I, I'm not as high on Ojolari as you are. I like Ojolari. Um, Keon like White was still on the board. I'm trying that, to see who else. Know, that one I understand, though, because, I mean, I'm personally, you know, because it's not my team and my money, my money would have been to, to gamble on Keon White. But I get it. Like, he hadn't played that much football at the edge. Like, he has a lot to a lot to learn. Uh, he's got physical traits to be a beast, but we've seen a lot of times when a physical physical monster ends up not doing much in the NFL. So, um, like, I get it. I get wanting to go for a more pure polished uh, edge rusher uh, than, than Keon White, but uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how Foskey does. I'm just I, – I think he could be a really good move. Yeah. I, I think he's a starter. They got him in the second round, and – they improved the interior D-line first, which I think was even more important. So I really like it. And, uh, you know, Davenport was a good player. He just couldn't stay healthy. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've got to replace nine sacks a year. I think this guy can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah, the moves they made. I, I lead B. Joe Jolari more. I, I, Foskey's a, a taller, longer guy, but... Yeah, I just I don't know. I, they, it's just kind of what you, I, I like Ojolari more. I think he, he'll end up being a team captain in Arizona where he got drafted. But yeah, they they added a uh, an edge and defensive tackle. Um, I still like their linebackers Warner and Davis. Yeah, uh, and Zach yeah. Bond. I, I kind of expected more from Zach Bond, so hopefully he does better. Um, their secondary is deadly though. I'm yeah, deadly. Uh, I've heard uh, they're trying to move on from a depot who's been started had a great rookie year, had kind of a all over the place year last year. They drafted Alante Taylor in the second round last year, um, yeah. and picked up Bradley Roby for nickel, which I like. And Troy Pride late in there, <laughs> I think he was even undrafted. Uh, yeah, I, all, both of them can play corner. Paulson Adebo, I believe his issue was off the field that they were having with him. That was it, it wasn't his play; it was off the field issues. That may be wrong, but I think I remember reading that uh, this offseason. And then, um, but their safeties between the old Honey Badger and then Marcus May really solid, and adding Jonathan Abram, uh, really solid uh, safety core. And then Marcus Lattimore is just shut down. He's still shut down. Uh, to have Bradley Roby as your nickel, uh, I, I really like. I really like that group. I don't think you're going to throw on them very effectively very often. And that double dose of pimping and the safety, <laughs> strong safety and free safety grouping is going to be needed uh, when you're playing against Jonah Smith and uh, and Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think these, these teams are going to match up well against each other, and it's going to make for some exciting football. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they're going to be – it's funny because this was such – all three of these teams were so bad last year, and all three of them, I think, are going to be contenders in a very weak NFC, but still. Yes, yes, yes. And then we get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I, I'll be honest, I don't understand why they didn't just do a complete re like sell off all the parts and do a complete yeah. rebuild. But they end up going out and getting Baker Mayfield on a one-year deal, which honestly for them kind of makes sense. They they uh, signed or they drafted Kyle Trask in the second round last year, which seemed very foolish. Um, and is still not the starter. And if you got if you get someone in the second round, they they should probably be starting their second year. But we'll see where that goes. Uh, Baker is kind of plug and play. Uh, still have Mike Evans, uh, Russell, Chris Godwin, still have Russell Gage. Get Trey Palmer in the sixth. All right, fine. Got Raheem Jarrett as a free agent, which I actually really like. I thought that was a, a solid move. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like that. 
Um, Payne Durham, I like, you know, for a, for a fifth round pick and the, uh, as a tight end to like, I yeah. think he is, he has the potential to be, uh, a starting tight end. I don't think he's a do it all tight end, but I think he's a, he's a good, I mean, when a good guy to let Kate uh, develop in front of there. you. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely got yeah. the door is beat open. Out Kift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm with you, man. I don't understand why they didn't tear the sucker down. I mean, they should have. They could have gotten stuff for, could have gotten assets from Mike Evans and Chris Godwin that yep. they're not going to be able to get next year. Uh, it just doesn't make sense because this, they're not winning anything. Um, their first round pick was Kalijah Kansi. I don't like it. Um, well, let's talk about their offensive the players, line because they went, they went and got Cody Mock in well, the right. second round. And okay. that's fine. He, I, he'll play guard. Um, I don't know if he'll ever. He'll play something. I just don't know what he'll play. He's guard. I, he's he's a guard. Yeah. I mean, I think he could play right tackle, but he's a guard. And I think he'll. I think he'll actually play left guard. But we'll see. Um, we'll see where they place him. But uh, I just think he's a he's a mauler and a monster. And I, I, he reminds me of some. Uh, he, he reminds me of that guy that uh, was the right hand man to William Wallace. And uh, Braveheart, <laughs> that, that huge redheaded guy. Oh, it's uh, um. Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. He's in uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, God. That was his was, son was, was the bad guy in the Star Wars movie. In the Star Wars. In the Star yeah, Wars. No, you're right. I can't think of his name now. But Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's a young, young, meaner Brendan Gleeson. Um. Yeah, yeah, I actually we'll think their O line is fine. You know, it's not it's nothing to write home about, but they they've got solid players. Ryan Jensen's a very good center. Yeah. Cody Mock, I think, will be a very good right guard. I think Tristan he's going to struggle a ton this first year. I think he's going to really get exposed right. and look look rough. I'm not saying he won't Maybe. eventually be yeah. pretty good, but I think he's going to struggle quite a bit. I I, I think he's going to be one of the better guards in the draft once it's done. Uh, and then Tristan Wirth is is. An elite left tackle. Yeah. So I mean, they've got they got good players there. They don't. He was elite right. We'll see down. how he looks left. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and then I mean, I like the Chase, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. a I thought that was a solid pickup. They have Rashad White. They want him to be the guy. You kind of see that at the end of the last year. Um, but I like the addition of Chase Edmonds. I think that kind of helps a little bit. They've still got the. I, I think last year's draft for Tampa Bay might be one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, well, actually, I guess it wasn't the same draft. I was thinking uh, Kyle Trask and Kashawn Vaughn were the same draft, but no. Uh, oh no, Sean no, Vaughn I'm was twenty twenty. I'm thinking of was a uh, was Joe Tryon. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Never. Then, that's twenty twenty one. Yeah, he never. Yeah, he never turned out to be. Well, let's move on to defense. Yeah, Joe Tryon never really turned out to be the guy they wanted. They end up getting Yaya Diaby in the third, which okay, all right, yeah, at Louisville. Ooh. All right, we'll see. Uh, I got to go back and see who was available in the third because I feel like maybe there's some better edge rushers that I liked. But um, you got to do something there because that guy, you got to add some depth. They did get Kalijah Cansey. And I'll be honest, everyone, that was kind of the thing. A lot of people liked Cansey, but you just didn't know where to stick him just because he's such a. Everyone wanted to say he's Aaron Donald. But look, we've only had one Aaron Donald. I mean, you don't get a lot. It's like John Randall. You only get a, a few of those guys. Six foot two eighty one to play on the interior is rough, but when mm-hmm. he's playing next to Vita Vea, that's a big difference because you're going to have Vita yes. Vea, Kalijah Kansi, 
Greg Gaines, who's who's solid, and then Logan Hall hopefully can do something. He's kind of a jack of all trades, and you didn't know if he was going to be a master of none. Um, we'll see. It's his second year. This will be kind of the year you find out, but potentially a really good interior. Um, and then Yaya Diaby. I yeah, I just don't get that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's a uh, it's a uh, disturbing <laughs> uh, position that they're in. If I were a fan of the Bucks, I wouldn't be feeling excited right now. Um, the future does not look bright. Um, it's not like they have a plethora of draft picks next year. Um, like they could have gotten from trading some receivers away. Not a lot of depth either. Not a lot of depth. Yeah, the the young players they have are not that exciting uh, and not that elite. Devin White um, wanted like to said, be traded a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I, they have no and, I mean, who are you, their corners? And you live Carlton in Tampa. Davis? So, I mean, yeah. Uh, a lot of people like gross. Tampa. I heard a lot of there's a, a I don't know if I've ever been to Tampa, but a lot of people like it out there. A lot you of have? people are wrong. Okay. That's where <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> That's where Florida Man is from. Uh, okay, right fair now. enough. Tampa is Oh Duval Indiana. Duval County has a good stake in the Florida Man. <laughs> yeah this is tampa is like the true swamp like it's swamp okay <laughs> uh yeah it's the louisiana florida of florida uh so yeah no um i just you know who knows maybe this is the team that shocks that shocks the world oh baker no mayfield it's not i can out. tell you right now it is not <laughs> baker mayfield's getting thousand yards out of uh mike evans and chris godwin and uh and Chase Edmonds plays well, and who knows? Who knows? But uh, I am not thinking that's going to happen. No. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. That is everything we have for the AFC and NFC South Roundup. Uh, we'll be back next time to round it out with uh, the West, which is actually going to be uh, – there's a lot of stuff that's going to be good talking about there. Honestly, the Souths, the Souths were a lot of fun. Uh, they're both – you think they're rebuilding because these have been kind of the two worst divisions for a little while and to see them both kind of flip it and look like at least promising um, is exciting. I, the Falcons, I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to see Bryce Young. The Saints are going to be an interesting team. Um, of course, the Texans will be dialed in for, mm-hmm. and you know you're going to be watching Anthony Richardson. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think the Souths are going to be um, the most, the most exciting to watch from a fan of football point of view. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. seeing team. I I enjoy seeing teams, you know, kind of rise out of the ashes, just because that's where we've always except lived. for the Titans. Uh, <laughs> except for the Titans, uh, let them continue to fall. Uh, but no, that I really I, I think there's there's it's going to be a lot of interesting football watching some really good coaches that have joined these two divisions, and adding really key pieces. Uh, from the drafts and not just from the drafts but from free agency because the nfl is getting better about understanding a complete teardown like we just talked about what tampa should have done is, is grab all the assets you can from your aging vets trade them off get your you know what i mean get your uh you know a tank on for a year or two and uh, and build up enough assets to really make a strong comeback and the teams in the south have, have both done that and they're really gonna be good to watch the saints the one exception where I don't know how they did it. I still I still don't know how they I don't I don't understand the math. Yeah, and some kind of wizardry. Oh my god, I didn't even realize yeah, uh the Saints got Nick Saldaveri in the fourth, which is at a, the guard out of Old Dominion. Oh we 
completely looked over that. That's a solid move. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to trust you. I don't know anything about that guy. Yeah, but, I, uh, I like him in the fourth. But, yeah, yeah, the South is going to be interesting. I, 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 on both, both sides. are truly up. Uh, like, like, there's, I mean, who who are you putting money on if, if you're in Vegas? You know what I mean? On, on the South. Like, but both, I mean, you've, you've got Jacksonville winning the division. I'm not that sure. I mean, I, I think they will win, to be honest with you. Uh, I just think that there's the... There's definitely potential for them not to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I I don't think it's as lo- as much of a lock as you do. Not that I think not a I lock. Know which team it yeah. is going to be that's going to win. But I mean, if Anthony Richardson's ever able to play with his legs from day one, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is him and Jonathan Taylor. Good lord. Yeah. Like, good luck guarding them. You know what I mean? So there's there's the potential for a few teams to surprise people, and most of those teams are in the AFC South or NFC South. Yeah. That's exciting. For, for quick turnarounds. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll talk more soon, though. Yeah, that is all we have for this time. Um, check us out on the next episode or come on over to Potty Pod Cinema to listen to us uh, break down all the TV and movie stuff that's happening. Until next time, may the ACLs be with you. And also with you. Yeah.